Welcome to the Treasure Coast Community Church Podcast. TC3 Church is located in Stewart, Florida, and we're thankful that your listening journey has brought you to us. Our prayer is that everyone who tunes in connects the life-changing power of Jesus Christ in a real way. You will also discover, if you dig a little deeper, that TC3 is full of imperfect people who are simply striving daily to be more like Christ than they were the day before. The journey for us is about progress, not perfection. We pray that as you listen, you will be filled with hope, endurance, and joy as you experience life change. Enjoy today's message. He is risen. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. He is risen. Your response is, he's risen indeed. Remember? He's risen. There we go. Now, listen, when I think about the cross, there's a couple of things that, things that stand out. One is, it shows us how much that God loves us. And two is, it shows us how far God would go to express his love for us. When you think about the cross, something to think about is, it's the death of our old life, and the resurrection is the birth of our new life. The resurrection is God's answer to the question, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And we are all, we are all that are followers of Christ, we're all Easter Christians caught in this Good Friday world where we know the revelation of Christ, but yet the world around us is quite challenging. But it gives us this opportunity to be a, a version of the fifth gospel. Now think about that. We have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They all tell the story of the good news of Jesus Christ. That's what a gospel is. Our lives are an opportunity for us to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, hey, some of you have come in here and like it's a, it's a wrestling match. Your faith is a, is a wrestling match. You have uh, people around you that are fully devoted followers of Christ. They have expressed times where God has spoken to them in huge and dramatic ways. They talk about how God has come through in their life, but you're, you're kind of on the edge of the party going, I see the party happening, but the way that God has revealed himself to other people has not been the way that he's revealed himself to me, and so faith has been a bit of a challenge for you. Now listen, here's what I promise to do in the next few minutes. In the next few minutes, I promise to be concise and what I'm asking you to do is if faith has been a challenge for you in particular, I want you to just take the guard down and listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit because I do believe that he's got something personal to share with you here today and this morning because we kind of get stuck in this place where we go, you know, I'll see it or I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. And so the question that I asked this morning is, is it seeing is believing or is it believing is seeing? God at work in our hearts and our lives. Now, think about this. There, there is this time that we have together called church. There is this experience that a lot of us share together. It's called our relationship with Christ. But I want you to ask yourself this question, am I all in? I went to a thing that we have here at TC3 called, called Rooted. 
And Rooted is a discipleship program we have here, and we had just a few weeks ago 10 people go through, or, or f- almost 50 people go through a 10-week discipleship experience. Super, super cool. Super proud of that Rooted group. And they do this thing called cardboard testimonies. It's where they talk about where their old life was, and then they talk about where their new life is. And so a, a young man got up and he said, this was my old life, waiting in the water. This was his story, waiting in the water waiting in the water. And then he flipped over his, gave us his testimony of now, after 10 weeks, he's submerged and now he's connected. Connected to his faith, now he's connected, yes, it's a testimony. Connected to people, all of a sudden, it's different because he was on the outside looking at faith, now he's connected to his faith and it's a whole different ball game. And so we asked the question, Is seeing believing or is it believing is then seeing? Paul talks about this to the church in Corinth. In 2 Corinthians 5, 5, 7, he says these words, we walk by faith and not by sight. And when you go into the text of scripture, especially the resurrection story, we've got a doubter. Not just one, but a few, but one of the most famous ones, probably the most famous one, is Thomas. Forever titled Doubting Thomas, but if you look at his story, there were seasons of belief in there that were pretty strong. But but when it comes to the resurrection, he he was a doubter. So we have the story of the resurrection in John chapter 20. We have Mary Magdalene early in the morning, still dark, heads to the tomb, and when she heads to the tomb, she sees that the stone has been rolled away. This is amazing because the stone had been guarded, guarded by Roman soldiers that shouldn't have been, and she thinks immediately they've taken the body of Christ. So she runs back and she finds Peter and John. John talks about the story like this, and he's being super humble, and he's, he expresses himself as the one whom Jesus loved. So he said, the one whom Jesus loved outran Peter. So he's saying, I was the faster runner, Then Peter got to the tomb. When he gets to the tomb, he pokes his head inside, but he doesn't go in. And then the apostle Peter comes running. He goes into the tomb, and then when he goes in, John follows in behind him, and then they see the grave clothes of Jesus. And then it says in that instant that he saw and believed. Now, is it seeing is believing, or is it believing is seeing? He saw and believed when he saw the the grave clothes of Jesus. Then Mary Magdalene goes back to the tomb. When she goes back to the tomb, it's open. She goes into the tomb and she sees these two angels. She starts to cry and she's upset and they say, well, why are you crying? And she has this conversation like, they have taken the body of my Lord. Please tell me where they've taken him so I can go, go retrieve his body. And then all of a sudden, another figure comes in behind her. She thinks that this figure is a gardener. If you've been at TC3, anytime you've heard me tell the story of somebody who came in here and and made a comment that the pastor dressed like a landscaper. So when I saw that, I'm like, hey, I'm in good company. Jesus is right there with Mary. Mary doesn't know that it's Jesus. And then all of a sudden, he calls her name and he says, Mary. And in that moment, it's this moment of recognition She's seen the Lord. She leaves the tomb and she starts to spread the word. She's the first preacher. A female is the first preacher, right? So she preaches that Jesus has been raised from the dead. The disciples, it says, they they kind of know what their game plan would be and so they're gathered in this locked room trying to figure it out. 
Can you imagine the disciples are there, all of them except Thomas, as God would have it or fate would have it. Thomas isn't there. Doors are locked. All of a sudden, Jesus appears in the middle of them, and he's like, peace. Now, if that wouldn't freak you out, you're pretty much dead already. Jesus shows up, and he's like, look at my hands, look at my side. And then we see later, we see later on, we see Jesus appearing to Thomas. But before this happens, Thomas goes on this journey, right? The disciples are like, we have seen the risen Lord. And Thomas says to them, I'm not going to believe it until I can place my fingers in the holes in his hands, place my fingers in the hole in his side. I'm not going to believe until I see. Eight days later, again, the Disciples had to have been talking about the resurrection. Mary and the ladies are talking about the resurrection. Thomas happens to be with the disciples all of a sudden, and the doors are locked, same scenario. Jesus appears again, peace. And all of a sudden, Thomas is like amazed. And Jesus makes his way specifically to him. And he says, look at my hands. Touch my hands. Look at my side. Touch my side. And then he says to him, as he says to us today, don't be faithless any longer. He says believe. Well, you ask this question, well, what is faith? Faith is, talked about in Hebrews, it's confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. It is what the ancients are all commended for because they saw what God could do. They trusted God for the answers. They followed through on words from the Lord, and we call them heroes of the faith today because of it. They had confidence in what they hoped for. We have confidence today in the fact that Jesus is who he said he was. We have assurance that he will continue to do the work that he said he would do. That's what faith is. And you go, well, Gordon, why does faith matter? Faith matters because it determines how you and I live in this life. And I believe it also determines the quality of how you and I live in this life. Why does faith matter? Because it matters, it matters because it determines where we spend eternity. So I ask the question, what's it gonna take for you to believe? Is it seeing is believing or is it believing is seeing? I wanna to talk to you about a young man in our church and his name is Josh. He came to our church in November of 2022. He came because he made a promise to his mom that he would start going to church. He made that promise to his mother on her deathbed. Her dying wish is that Josh would get connected with the church again. So he showed up in November. Wouldn't you, ha wouldn't you know it, the day he shows up is the day that we're taking up this massive offering to feed the world. We do this, again, the church is asking for money and Josh shows up that day. What were we asking for? We were asking that all of us would give up a day, uh, a day of our work, a day's salary so that we could feed the world. And we went on this journey together. Josh shows up that day, he hasn't been a part of TC3, and he goes all in. He gives a, a one day of his yearly salary wages to feed the world, and then he's moved by the service. He didn't expect to like it, but he actually said that he did like it. He gets ready to leave, and he heads in, gets in his car, getting ready to head out of the parking lot. He can't leave. So he turns his car around, 
And then he comes back into the lobby and he has this conversation with Pastor Chad about what God was doing inside of his heart and his life. Then he goes in, takes the next step, he goes into starting point and starts to connect further and deeper with his faith. And then he realizes that he has to get baptized. That's his next step of obedience. So you know what Josh did? Last Sunday, Palm Sunday, Josh stepped into the waters of baptism and he got baptized with 37 other people. Now, the question I keep coming back to, is it seeing is believing or is it believing is seeing? Because God is the God of the details as I talked about last week and you know what's very interesting? As God would have it, the day that Josh would get baptized last Sunday was a one year anniversary of when his mother had passed away. Is that not amazing? And I keep going back to, is it seeing is believing or is it believing is seeing? Interestingly enough, when one of his friends heard that he was gonna get baptized, they sent him a card. And on the card, it was that Joshua 1.9 passage of scripture where it says, be strong, be courageous, do not fear, do not dismay, because the Lord your God is with you wherever you will go. That's what's on the card that he sends, or that the friend sends to Josh. You know what's interesting about that? Is a week before that friend bought that card, Josh had gotten a tattoo on his shoulder with that very verse on his shoulder. Like, is it, you know, believing is seeing or is it not? And when I think about all the details that are starting to line up for him, I'm like, this is absolutely incredible. And some of you are like, oh, he's advocating for tattoos. No, I'm really not advocating for tattoos. What I'm advocating for is good tattoos. Like, make sure you pay the extra money, get a good guy. So what I would say to that is if you have a problem with tattoos, then you have a problem with Jesus because he has one on his thighs. When he comes back, you'll see it. So I'm, I'm, you gotta argue with the text, okay? But what I'm seeing is, I'm seeing God in the details. What Josh is seeing is he's seeing God in the details. Is it seeing is believing? Or is it believing is seeing? He's saying that this kind of confidence has given him the faith to know that he's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. And God is working in and through his life. And Josh was apprehensive about sharing his story, about allowing us to share his story, but he came to this conclusion that you can't stay quiet and you can't remain unseen when God is doing a work in your life. And here's his words, not mine. I know it's not possible to stay quiet because I'm all in. What about you? Are you all in? You may be seated. So the question is this, is it seeing is believing or is it believing is seeing? I'm gonna ask the ushers to, uh, or the section leaders to start handing out this little gift that we have for you. Who knew you'd come to church and score a little bit of money? They're handing out to you 50 cent pieces and on those 50 cent pieces it says these words, in God we what? 
in God we trust. And when you think about that, okay, it encompasses everything. Some of us, we've been waiting in the water and expecting the full, and have been expecting the full blessing of God and the full measure of God in our life. It's time for us to get submerged and connected. It's time for us to go all in. Jesus talks to Thomas and he, and he, and he says these words, you believe because you have seen. And then he said, blessed are those who believe and who have not seen, and you know who he's talking to in that moment? Us. Those of us that would be generations later that would believe in the work that Jesus did on the cross and trust him with our lives, and we would go all in. So God is calling us today to go all in. Now, here's what we're asking. For the next 30 days, what we're asking is is that we go down a devotional journey together. The church is gonna provide a resource for you. For the next 30 days, we're gonna go in on a devotional journey together. For the next 30 days, we're gonna commit to separating ourselves from influences that are evil and negative in our lives, and all of us know what those influences are. For the next 30 days, we're gonna commit to pray. For the next 30 days, we're gonna commit to cutting off things like a music that we've been listening to that has been taking us down a negative path. For the next 30 days, we're gonna to commit to being invested, involved in the life of the church, and we're gonna give our all to God in every single way. When we're tempted to do things on our own, we're gonna hold on to that, that coin, and we're gonna say, no, I'm gonna trust God through this dark season. When challenges come our way, we're gonna trust God. Now, for the next 30 days, we're calling you to do that, and you're saying, Gordon, are you calling me to like, to like believe in something I haven't seen? And what I'm saying is no, you've seen enough. And when you go all in, you're gonna start seeing more because I believe that when we start believing, we start seeing. I believe that when we start believing, we start seeing the hand of God actively involved and invested in our life. You say, well, how do you know? Because it worked for me. Let me tell you a quick story. I was raised in an incredible, godly Christian home with two incredible parents, extremely blessed in my raising. I was brought to church regularly. Faith was active all around me. But there came a time in my life where I was starting to wonder if, if, if it was for me or not. And I remember specifically going to, uh, to my friend's place of work. He worked at a dairy farm of all places. And he was not a good guy. Like, Paul talks about himself as being the chief of sinners. This guy was probably like Junior Paul. Like, he was not a good guy. But God got a hold of his life in such a radical way, it shocked me. He changed, like, there was a 100% change in his life. And I went, if God can fix that guy, there's hope for me. And what I did is I walked out of that place where he was milking, and I stood there, next to the barn, and I went, for the next 30 days, God, I'm all in. I'm gonna be at church, I'm gonna cut out negative influences in my life, I'm gonna read the Bible, I'm gonna take time and pray, and I'm praying that you'll reveal yourself to me in the next 30 days. And you know what happened? It changed my life. And what I realized, it wasn't that faith was broken, it wasn't that my faith wasn't working, it was that I wasn't working on my faith. So I'm asking all of us for the next 30 days 
to go all in. So I'm asking the question, who will for the next 30 days go all in? I'm asking the question, who will go all in? Let me hear who will go all in. Thank you for listening. We understand that life is a journey and that the journey has many stages. No matter what stage you're in, TC3 is a place where you can plug in and be poured into. So if you're looking for community, we would love to connect with you. Start by hitting the subscribe button, then click the connect link in today's episode. This is your opportunity to join in on what God is doing at TC3. We are confident that he's just getting started with us and with you. We look forward to sharing more of the path with you.